welcome to Hairstylist Rising podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi there, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. For today's episode, I'm just going to jump right in. So I want to share with you the absolute most important tool that you need in order to create a successful and fulfilling career and business. This applies to both hairstylists behind the chair, salon owners, educators, coaches, literally anyone in business even, but most specifically in the beauty industry. And the reason for this is I think that we have a self-doubt epidemic as creatives. And as artists, we all share this deep longing to embrace our calling, our creativity, and share who we are through our work. But sometimes fear and imposter syndrome creep into our lives and we question whether we're meant to achieve our big goals. It's the fear that we don't have what it takes and that our dreams will remain just that, dreams. The reason this is so insidious in our industry is because staying in our comfort zone, we can almost convince ourselves that that's the responsible decision and that keeping the status quo is somehow better and safer than change. So when our inner critic keeps telling us that our work just isn't quite good enough or we just don't really have what it takes, we really struggle to find the courage to switch salons, go independent, launch our own education, apply for the dream job with a brand that we love, or whatever it is that feels like the big out-of-reach dream. And as a result, we usually settle. So we tolerate schedules that don't allow us to fit the rest of what is important into our lives. We stay in jobs at salons that we don't really belong in. We work for less than we should. We allow clients to walk all over us. And, you know, even we allow salon owners to treat us badly and just generally keep ourselves small. And I'm really generalizing here, but I've definitely both seen and experienced at least one of these things in every stylist that I've talked to at some point in their career. And I want to tell you something, 90% of those hyper successful hairstylists and beauty industry leaders at some point have felt that same self doubt and questioned their calling. It's part of being creative and it's totally normal. So I just wanted to share with you that I have been there myself on many occasions. I also want to share with you that you have a choice. You could just do nothing and keep settling for a career that's not quite what you want, or you could get really brave. You could get curious about the things that would make you really thrive, and you can choose to bet on yourself. In the movie, We Bought a Zoo, Benjamin says, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, literally 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. I promise you, something great will come of it. Ugh, I just love that. There will be plenty of times when you doubt yourself, but if you can intersperse them with that insane courage, 
you can become one of the stylists who carves out their own path to success in this industry and who creates that fulfilling, profitable, and dreamy business that makes them feel insanely lucky to be a part of this industry. This often repeated Henry Ford quote is true. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And this isn't just a clever woo-woo quote. The science is clear. You can actually retrain your brain and carve out new neural pathways simply by changing the way that you think. Your mind is your most important tool for success, and today I'm going to give you 3 tips to get you start to get you to start flexing that confidence and self-love muscle so you have the audacity to make your big amazing goals and dreams become your reality. Sound good? All right, let's get started. So step one is visualize yourself hitting your goals, feel into the person you'll become, and then do everything in your power to become that person now. Visualization is not a new technique, and plenty of mega successful people use this method. Jim Carrey, countless Olympic athletes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Oprah Winfrey are just a notable few that all swear by the meditative power of visualization. Oprah Winfrey, I mean, basically she needs no introduction now that she is a media mogul, but she pulled herself up from poverty to get to where she is today. She says, as a child, watching her grandmother work herself to the bone, she would repeat to herself over and over, my life won't be like this, it will be better. And she showcases success stories of positive thinking on her show and now on her network. Oprah has spoken in great detail about how she attracted the role of Sophia in The Color Purple with the power of this visualization. She has discussed her own practice and is quoted as telling her fans, create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because you become what you believe. I love this quote so much. And I mean, if it worked for Oprah, it's got to be worth a shot, right? I just want to share one more story of visualization with you. This amazing story is Sarah Blakey. She is the world's youngest self-made billionaire and the creator of a little company called Spanx. And it might surprise you to learn that she launched her company with just $5,000 in savings and a hellbent for glory belief that she was going to make it. She visualized herself on the Oprah Winfrey show 15 years before it actually happened and credits a lot of her quite considerable success to the power of visualization. Now here's how it works. It activates the subconscious part of your creative brain. So if you lean into visualization, then your brain will be working behind the scenes to come up with ideas to get you closer to your goals. It also programs your brain to receive and recognize the resources you'll need and build that builds that internal subconscious motivation to take the necessary actions and steps to get you where you want to be. I could keep going, but you're probably pretty inspired by now and you want me to share with you just how the heck to practice visualization yourself, right? So here are the five steps that were featured in Forbes magazine. So you know it's legit and these actionable steps are going to help you get to where you want to go faster. So grab a notebook and uh, make sure you write these ones down. So 
Number one, know what you want. It sounds obvious, but in order to visualize effectively, you have to know exactly what you want. Understand what you value and what brings you joy. If you're struggling with this, ask yourself, if I had nothing holding me back, what would I want to see in my life? I'm going to repeat that. If you had, if I had nothing holding me back, what would I want to see in my life? All right. So step two is describe your vision in detail. This is important. You need a clear picture of what the life you will look like. So that, and then you can create a vision board or write a letter to your future self. Get really specific about this. Step three is visualize and feel into the emotions. Imagine what it's going to look, feel, and even smell like once you achieve this goal and create the life or business that you desire. Feel into it and what it's going to be like. Experience the emotions as if this were already your reality. Okay. Number four, take intentional actions. The life and business you want to create likely won't happen overnight. So take intentional action and don't get too caught up with how far along you are in the journey and get discouraged. Ask yourself what you could be doing right now to get you closer to your goals. Have faith and determination. There will be challenges. Imagine yourself facing and overcoming them to reach your goals. All right, so that is the power of visualization, and I highly recommend trying it for yourself. Sooner or later, it will become a habit, and I often I often talk with my friends how I find myself kind of drifting off in the middle of the day, and now that I've made this such a practice in my life, a lot of the times when I am falling into kind of an anxiety sp- spiral, I can switch that out in real time and start trying to visualize like my goals and my dreams and it can be a huge game changer when it comes to dealing with anxiety as well. So we're going to move on to the second portion here and that is stop talking down to yourself. You are just as capable of success as anyone else. You need to be nice to yourself and cut the negative self-talk. Negative self-talk will kill your dreams faster than any outside source ever could. So if you have had pessimistic or cynical tendencies, don't tune this out because it is literally never too late to change. And here's the thing. If you've lived life as a negative and cynical person and you aren't exactly where you want to be in any area of your life, isn't it worth a shot to try another path? Listen, we are not talking about toxic positivity and pushing your feelings aside. Not at all. Being nice to yourself doesn't mean never being sad or angry, but it means focusing more on solutions than problems. Trying to focus on what's possible instead of why it can never happen. Letting go of grudges and resentment and committing to being happy as if your life depends on it. Because it really, it kind of does. Like, living the kind of fulfilling and, um, happy and, you know, that dream life that you want and creating that dream career that absolutely depends on you being happy. So what is self-talk? It is that endless stream of thoughts running through your head day in, day out. In Jen Sincero's bestselling book, You're a Badass, she puts it really, really well. What you focus on, you create more of. 
she walks her readers through an exercise and I'm going to walk you through it right now. So I want you to look around and note every single red thing that you see. Count them up. It doesn't have to be ultra specific, the number, if you're driving or whatever, but hold in your head a general amount of red objects you see. It's that simple. You just have to count the red objects. Okay? Got it? Now, close your eyes and tell me, how many blue objects are around you? You probably have no idea without opening your eyes and counting because that isn't what you were looking for. This is why your thoughts are so important because simply put, if you're constantly focusing on the negative, the things in your life that suck, you're looking for problems instead of opportunities, then that is what you will continue to attract. Here's a couple real life applications and examples to look out for. I'm going to describe a situation that you might encounter in the salon and then a couple different ways that this could go down based on your self-talk. So one of the first things that we're going to talk about is filtering, which means you are so focused on the negative that you filter out or ignore the positive. For example, you have an amazing experience with a new client. She is obsessed with her hair. She buys the products you recommend. She leaves you a great tip and pre-books her next appointment. Gold, right? She is kind and the conversation flows great. And overall, you just had a great time with her. The next morning, she calls the salon and says she still loves it. But after styling at home, she realized she just like her bangs a wee bit shorter. All of a sudden, you decide she's a giant pain in the ass. She is way too picky. How dare she phone back? Because after all, she said she loved it, right? You forget all about the fact she pre-booked, complimented you, and you decided having a bad attitude and being right is more important than you or her being happy. She can tell something is off the next time she sees you. And because she's so put off by her second experience, she actually cancels her next appointment and decides not to refer her four best friends who are also kind, amazing tippers and would have loved you. So you have a terrible day because of this and you get to continue your crappy, self-destructive, clients are annoying and I'm not a very good stylist inner monologue. Lose, lose. See how negativity can affect not only your life, but your business. Here's another way that you could negative self-talk could affect the situation. You could also, or instead of personalize and catastrophize the situation, you could start beating yourself up for being a bad hairstylist or doing a terrible consultation. You could start freaking out because how the heck are you going to ever be successful if you can't get a client's bangs right? You think she's going to tell everyone how terrible you are and your whole city is going to be avoiding your business and you are so horrified and so embarrassed. You're doubting yourself and if you should even be doing hair, let alone trying to push forward in your career and go after new opportunities or make more money. Have you ever felt that way where something minor happens with a client or even something major happens with a client and all of a sudden, instead of just taking the situation at face value, you start to spiral and just really overanalyze the situation, you're hard on yourself. And it really deters you from just wanting to move forward. Now, here's another way this could have gone. All right. You could have said, yeah, of course, it can be hard to know until after you've styled it yourself. 
totally understood because you've probably been there yourself as well and been excited to see her the second time. She would have been immensely grateful to you for getting her in. You spent five minutes and now you both preserve a great new relationship. She becomes an evangelist for your business and you go to your next client with a smile and continue on having a wonderful day. Nothing bad happened. It was a five minute fix and now everyone is happy and that's a much better outcome. I just want to point out that in all of these situations, in all of these pictures that we just painted, the only thing that changed is the thought pattern surrounding it. That's it. That's all. This is the exact same situation, but in one of these scenarios, you just decide to look at the positive remember all the great things about this person and about the situation and go into it with a positive attitude, which in turn turns it into a positive day and a positive relationship in the future. Now, don't get me wrong. I know changing the way that you think can be easier said than done, but the first thing you want to do is accept and acknowledge that what you're doing isn't working. Admitting even just to yourself that this is a situation that needs your attention and needs to be changed is huge. The process is extremely simple, but it's not easy. You're creating a new habit after all, and that takes time and practice. So a great place to start is identify areas of your life that you usually think negatively about and commit to changing that. You can start really small and make sure you check yourself. When a negative thought creeps in, and they will, immediately stop and challenge yourself in the moment to put a positive spin on it. This is something that honestly I have heavily focused on in the past several years because I definitely used to have pessimistic tendencies and I like to blame things on other people or situations, but it doesn't have to stay like that because I can tell you right now that in the past two years particularly, I have become a more compassionate, well-rounded, and positive person, and the effects on my life have been indescribable. So if it will work for me, it will work for you too, and I'm definitely not the only one. So it's partly also due, though, to the next thing that I'm going to touch on, which is part three. This is the third and final thing that we're going to chat about Um, And that is surrounding yourself with like-minded peers and mentors who will encourage you to reach that next level. So you've probably heard this before, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. This quote's most often attributed to the motivational speaker, Jim Rohn. So the people we surround ourselves with influence our self-esteem, our decisions, our way of thinking, and even, believe it or not, our income. Dr. Dave McClelland of Harvard University said, according to his research, the people you habitually associate with will determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. That's a pretty huge statistic, and it's really worth analyzing your environment if you aren't currently loving where you're at in your career. Now, I'm not telling you to necessarily quit your day job right this minute, but I am going to share with you a story. And... It's my story, actually. I've never shared this before on the podcast, but I'm going to now. So I was at a salon once upon a time whose owner had a 
fairly toxic mentality. So nothing wrong with her as a person, but just the the atmosphere kind of came from the top a little bit. So there was a ton of backroom gossip talking about certain members of staff with other staff members. Um, and it was kind of the environment where you could go in extremely happy and depending on the mood of that person on that particular day, you could either have a great day or you could be leaving in a horrendous mood. And there were a lot of talk of like, oh, I have the worst luck and bad things always happen to me. And that was really common in the salon. And I'll be totally honest, it really sucked me in. I own my part there because I definitely had been sucked into the negativity and I was participating with the gossip and I was really unhappy a lot in a lot of different parts of my life at this point. So certain things happened that made me think really hard about whether or not I wanted to be at the salon. So I had I had kind of dove into the personal development world a little bit at this point and I I realized that I needed to take a step back and you know there were a couple events that led to me taking a step back. So after 3 weeks of not going in I could not believe the difference in how I felt. My husband even noticed that I seemed happier and more positive. And since that was during an incredibly stressful time, I knew that that meant something. So at that point, I decided to take the leap, step away from that salon, step away from my business behind the chair, even though I loved my clients. And for me, it looked like starting my own online business. For other people, it might look like moving to a different salon or going independent or starting their own salon or suite, whatever that looks like. And the first thing I did was find a mentor that I respected, who I felt a connection with, and I joined her group coaching program. So the amazing thing about joining a group coaching program is not only do you get a mentor, but you also get a built-in group of peers who can help to um, cheer you on and those can become almost like your business besties. So the personal and business growth that I've experienced in the past two years alone has honestly exceeded probably the rest of my adult life. And I attribute that to surrounding myself with other hairstylists and entrepreneurs that are committed to not settling for what they think they should have instead of going outside their comfort zones to reach whatever their ultimate version of success is. So in closing, I just want you to remember that nothing is impossible. There are hairstylists who have gone on to grow six and seven figure businesses. There are hairstylists who have created their own product lines, become TV personalities in their own right, who have traveled all over the world with celebrity clients or to do amazing destination weddings. There's stylists who have become influencers, educators, worked with brands, become brands, opened their dream salons, and designed schedules that allow them to never miss a single one of their kids' soccer games or family movie night. There are stylists who have designed their careers so that they're on vacation 50% of the time. However big or small your career goals are, They are yours and they are possible. I want you to believe in yourself because I believe in you. I will see you here same time, same place next week. And don't forget, you got this. 
send me a DM on Instagram if you want to share your big goal so I can cheer you on. And you can find me at it's Jody Brown on Instagram or jodybrown.ca. Thank you so much for listening today.